welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And I bet you're wondering why you're hearing my voice instead of the voice of the main man himself. But I'm going to get to that. But welcome to a very special Guna to Guna. And it's special because I got some guests with me. Old man Trev, how you doing, mate? I'm very good, thank you, man. Very good indeed. Good man, Scunny. Hello. How you doing, bro? I'm good, mate. I'm good. All right, now this is a special Guna to Guna because we have somebody in the hot seat who's done this for all of us. We've got the head of the mental asylum, the Irish Paul Merson, the main man himself. We have Fergus Keaton in the building. Fergus. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm absolutely shitting myself. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What the hell are you scared of? It's not in control, am I? No. I be in control. Oh, well, that's just too bad. This time you got to. This time you've got to be grilled. All right, you've done this for us, and you know how this works. There's mm-hmm. a list of questions, and I'm hoping you've prepared. I haven't actually. I was going to prepare, and we've just finished recording. Um, podcast number 72 and this has been held back probably for later in the, the season and while i had the four of you, uh, the three of you on on online i thought we were talking about it but i said you know what fuck it let's do it we got a half hour so i am on a wing and a prayer so you oh, got boy. me raw this should be good well let's start with question number one and the one that you've asked to everybody who are you i'm an irishman who lives in london um, I'm a father, I'm a grandfather, um, and I'm a, generally just a salesman, and I'm a gooner. Now, you said you're a salesman, but, and educate me, because even though I've known you for like two years or something like that, I actually have no idea what you do. So explain to the masses what it is that you do for your day-to-day. I'm, I'm effectively what you all would call a sales rep. I work in financial services, I work in motor finance, I go, I uh, help uh, motor dealers um, help their customers to finance your next vehicle. Yeah, I still don't understand what the hell that means, bro. But hopefully people out there understand what it is that you're talking about. Well, you can carry on, but you got 30 minutes, that's the rules. Well... Nah, let's move on because this is this is about you and your love for Arsenal. So, why Arsenal? Why not any other team? Why not Man United like your brothers? Uh, you've jumped ahead on that one, but um, why Arsenal? Um, yeah. And my love of Arsenal, um, for the love of a woman and the love of my kids. Um, when I met my um, my wife, um, I moved to I moved to London in 1988. I met my wife in 1993 uh, we married in 1993 we, we didn't fuck about but um i was selling cars at the time and one of the i didn't like football that much i liked to watch ireland in euro 88 and various uh things i liked to watch the five nations as it was then um and uh my brother-in-law and my wife's son who's my adoptive son now um, they were big into Arsenal and we lived in Hackney and stuff like that so I kept an eye on the scores 
um, so I could talk to my brother-in-law. And then I found it was good just to make conversation with with people um, in, you know, when I was selling a car or stuff like that. So, and um, my wife obviously married me for my, as you, you've met me, Manny, my good looks, my charm, um, it, it's irresistible. So she, she, she married me for those reasons and also the reason that, I didn't like football and I wasn't just uh, a knuckle dragging football fan as they were perceived back in the 80s and 90s and no definitely the 80s and um, it went from just keeping an eye on the scores to buying a shirt we moved from Hackney Dalston and Hackney um, we moved over towards Green Lanes and uh, got closer and closer to Highbury I ended up going to some games and the rest is history I'm hooked I'm a season ticket holder da, da, da. next question you are a sexy guy I must say yeah you I know what? I'll, I'll say this <laughs> I know that I'll say this right and, and I saw a picture because I've, I've had the pleasure of you know being a guest at your house and you showed me I think it was your your picture on your wedding day and I still don't recognize the person in that picture, all right? Because I'm trying to understand, because the guy in the picture, you know, is, is very handsome, and then, and, you know... 28-inch waist. You know, and then, and then and I'm looking on, and I'm seeing the guy in front of me, and I'm asking myself, what the hell happened, you know, between that beautiful wedding picture and I met the you, mate. I'm seeing now? So, I met no, you. You, you, you just aged me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could blame it on me, but I haven't been in your life for like I've only been in your life for two years. So, what the hell has happened during that time? I don't know because now you've become an ogre. But there you go. Yeah, my wife fed me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've been an you've been an Arsenal fan for what over twenty years. Uh, so, an Arsenal fan for since nineteen ninety three. Wow. So twenty five years, twenty five, mm-hmm. twenty six years. So, what was your first game? Twenty uh, fifth of August, nineteen ninety nine, at Highbury, what uh, attended, um, and it was Arsenal versus Bradford City. I'm sure it was that twenty uh, fifth of August. I'm sure because it was my Granny Breen's birthday. Um, I'm sure it was that same date, but it, it was around then. It was August, and Thierry Henry had signed. He hadn't scored a goal at Highbury yet, and I think. I think, in my head at least, I think he scored his first goal at Highbury on that game. It was Bradford City, anyway. What is, because you, you've had the opportunity to go to Highbury. You and Trev have that in common. And I kind of envy both of you, you know, because you've both experienced Highbury in, in a different time and I've never had that opportunity. So, what was your favourite memory of Highbury it could be a footballing one it could be one about you know the, the stadium itself the atmosphere just give me that 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 feel of Highbury I'm, I'm I'm not one of those who goes oh Highbury was better than the Emirates and so on because I didn't have a huge amount of experience uh, of Highbury I'd, I'd been 10 15 20 games I've done evening games uh, some big games um, generally, my brothers um, knew some friends who could get me tickets, and it was generally for around my birthday. And it was normally Arsenal Bolton. Um, we normally won two one. It was normally Sam and, uh, Sam Allardyce, and it was normally Kevin Davis that scored against us. <laughs> so uh, you know, they were never the most exciting games. So, well, I did get to see a few good games. The Bradford game wasn't uh, the best one, but my my, my 
everlasting memory. There's two memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, one fantastic, one not so. Um, because we lived close by, my daughter went to school um, at Parkwood Primary, which is not far from... Uh, just off Finsbury Park sort of thing. So they used to give us tickets, and my my wife worked at um, St. John's Ambulance and I volunteered at St. John's Ambulance. Um, so we used to get tickets every now and then. And um, uh, we went to the Arsenal versus Leicester FA Cup, fine, uh, FA Cup game, probably third or fourth round. And uh, we ended up being in the West Lower by the away fans. Now, it used to be the away fans section, but Leicester didn't sell enough fans. And I was there with my seven-year-old, seven or eight-year-old son, and there's blokes just going, oh, you fucking, rah, and giving all this shit to a kid. That was one of the horrible memories. But the most um, memorable memory was my first day on the North Bank. Um, and it was an all-seating North Bank at the time, but I walked up... Um, it felt like I walked, but you walked out onto um, the uh, North Bank, and I just saw this green bays. It was like a snooker table, and it was just amazing. And the noise, um, it it was good. I was going to just quickly jump in here, Fergus, because we, well, myself and you, have had the, uh, <clears throat> I say, fortunate of getting locked into Highbury as it is now. <laughs> Yeah, we did. <laughs> we got locked in. We didn't know where we were going or who to ask or who because there was no one there. I blagged it as normal. We did blag it. Well, we snuck in, didn't we, when uh, when the guy came out with a pushchair. <laughs> uh, but um, I was going to say, how do you feel going into Highbury as it was and then going into it as it is today? Do you feel any sort of remorse for it or sadness or do you feel quite joyful with it? Um... Probably unlike Trev, John Malone, all the others that that are around, um, I didn't get that ultimate connection because I didn't go there week in, week out. I didn't see it uh, where you could pay three quid through the turnstile and push three or four of you through and stuff like that. Um, So I probably didn't get that connection with it so much. I love the history of it. I love Fever Pitch. I I, I love looking at... like. um, uh, murder at Highbury Stadium, the films and stuff, and I love the Art Deco look of it. Um, and I suppose because of that, I'm 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 all right with it because I can still go out. My, my brother lives in Colmwood Road, and when I drop my car off there, I come out and I still see the East Stand, and it still looks like. Arsenal's there. I walk in, I can see the the bust of Herbert Chapman. I can see the marble, the marble halls. So, you know, it's I, I don't miss it like others do. Damn, that's hard. That's hard even for me. I've never been, and I miss it like crazy. But oh, Trev, yeah, why? I'm gonna say the same. I was. I've only been to Highbury twice in my life. I was fortunate to get there twice, and. It is it is sad seeing it as it is because it's it's one of them places. It's like a, it's like the holy grail for any Arsenal fan. The the the, the, the Highbury Stadium, but it is it is a sad thing to see. But it's nice what they've done with it. I don't I don't I, I, don't, I don't think it's sad. I don't think it's sad because they preserved what we all think the marble halls. Ian Wright talks about it. I I done the Arsenal Stadium tour with uh, Nigel Winterburn. And he talks about the uh, the dressing rooms down there and 
the the windows are just above um, road level, and they shout out to the fans celebrating the 1987 League Cup final, um, winning that, and people celebrating this. But all that's still there on the outside, at least. So it, it maintains the history. So for me, the facade is there, and for guys like yourself and and Manny, who never been, and okay, Mike, you have been a couple of times. I just find some of it, it gets people get wrapped up in it. Just fucking get into Arsenal. It's all about Arsenal. It doesn't matter where we play. It's the Arsenal. No, don't get me wrong, but it's just that that opportunity to go there and experience it. TikTok, I haven't, TikTok. I haven't had the opportunity, so whatever. But Trev, you wanted to come in and ask the main man something. Yeah, interesting. Fergus, well done, by the way. It was the 25th of August, your first game against Bradford. Um, you got the date exactly right, my friend. I just checked for you. Um, but just, just dwelling on the, on the Ivory Stadium bit, Fergus, and about the memories. Do, do you, uh, you've sort of answered this, but just go into it a bit more, because I'm like you, I love talking about the old Ivory Stadium. Surely, leaving that does when when you see that stadium when you're walking from your brothers to to the Emirates and you walk past Ivory Stadium, do you find your mind wandering back? Does it sort of get your mind thinking about all sorts of things that happen there? Honestly, of course, not really, because I wasn't a season ticket holder there. I went to a couple of dozen games. Um, I've never seen us win anything there when I was around there. If I had been there in 1989, living in North London and standing on Gillespie Road or Anvil Road, partying like fucking mad, like I've done outside Wembley and stuff like that, yeah, I'd I'd have those memories. I haven't got those memories. Um, I've got memories of the Emirates with beating Barcelona 2-1. I smashing spurs 5-2 from being 2-0 down you know I've got all those and I suppose I'm I'm on the cusp of because because of living in Ireland and not getting involved in football so much until I was in my you know 30s to a certain degree or 20 late 20 I don't know what age I was but like the, the, the early 90s um I was yeah early twenties. I was twenty two, twenty three when I got got into Arsenal and got into football in 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 the main. I suppose I'm on the cusp of that, and I'm I'm in between, say you and Mike and Manny, and I look at some of the guys and some of the forms and the groups and stuff, and they go, oh, Highbury this and Highbury. Highbury was fantastic. Um, I look at it uh, with such love and passion. I, I my brother my brother lives in Boston. In, in America and I went out there about four or five years ago and I ended up going to the Red Sox stadium, uh, the Fenway and it's the oldest stadium, uh, baseball stadium in America and it's the closest thing you'll get to Highbury it's Art Deco, it's got all the metal, the rivets it's 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 got something about it, Highbury has got that and I, I, I get that and I feel that me, I worry about people getting hung up too much about Highbury rather than Arsenal. You know what? That's honest of you. That's real honest. And I like that because we're, we're, we're peeling some, some layers off here. So moving on from Highbury, because I think we've talked about it enough. 
So you mentioned that you are a season ticket holder and I've had the opportunity to stand next to you and watch a game. Eat your heart out, Johnny. So when did you become a season ticket holder and what does it mean to you to have the opportunity to go to the Arsenal week in, week out, rain or shine or snow? Uh, snow, freezing cold. Um, um, I became a season ticket. I've actually just gone to my membership thing. Just dropped down here. One second. Um, I became uh, on the waiting list on the 21st of August 2006. Um, and I just randomly paid my £15 uh, when we went into the new stadium. And I thought, I, I was offered, because I, I was offered being a, a resident, I was offered... I think it was the equivalent of sim- silver membership bar if I wanted um, uh, uh, for the Highbury and, and, and stuff like that. But I didn't because of I had young kids, I was working, I didn't get weekends off and so on. Circumstances changed for me work-wise in 2002, 2003 uh, and so on. And uh, then I started earning a bit more money and stuff and I went, you know what, I think I'll just put my name down just for... Just, just for giggles and fox, and um, it was probably two. Th- I think it was two thousand and eleven. I got my season ticket. It was after the season two thousand and ten when people got very disenfranchised the first time with Wenger, and people started going, "Oh fuck it, I'm not re- renewing my ticket. This is bollocks. This is this. This is the other." And because I only put my name down as a single, um, I got picked up quite quickly. Um, so I, 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 I waited. Probably, I think it was six or seven years. I don't know if you want. Um, that apparently, there's four lists. Um, there's singles, pairs, triples, and quadruples. And um, if you're on a quadruple or a pairs, you can wait a long, long time probably 12, 13 years to get a season ticket. But um, being uh, a single, they offered me a, a season ticket somewhere away up in the gods. And I had been talking to some people uh, through work. Um, who were Arsenal fans, and I said, oh, so where are you and some friends, the people who used to get me tickets for hybrid before, and I, I rang up Arsenal, and I said, um, you've offered me a season ticket, I'd love to take it, but um, I, I'm on my own, I want to be near my friends. I've got a friend in block three, and I've got a, pre- a friend in block 14, or 15, or th- 15 it was, and um, I said, um, what have you got more around that area so I can be near my friends? And I said, no, we understand that, which is really good at a club. We've got nothing in that area. But we have got Block 12, which is in the corner flag on the east stand, and we've got Block 5. I knew Block 5, Block 6 is red action. And when I do football, I like to stand up. I like to sing, as you know, money. Mm-hmm. And and I, I just like to be in with with it all. I'm I'm no fucking ultra, but I love the ultra thing. So and so there we go. So it's eight nearly nine years. Damn. You're do I need to, to do t- shorter answers? No man, it's your guna to guna, man. You're 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 letting people in. Right. To you and Arsenal, so this is we have a thirty-minute limit, and we're already at nineteen. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Okay, see, you you like to be the main man. You like to be the one who controls this thing. No, we're gonna overrun, right? Just because it's you, we're gonna overrun. Donna, is that okay? Let's hope so. I'm not trying to get Trev in trouble here. (laughs) So, this next question we're gonna do in two parts: favorite Arsenal player and why least favourite Arsenal player and why and I don't want you to sit on the fence with this one 
Right. Favourite Arsenal player, I really struggle with them both, actually. Favourite Arsenal player, I, I, I be, you sent me these questions through because, um, as we said, we got prescribed and everything else. And when we done this, I said, um, Manny, just send us a couple of different questions because we just change up slightly because uh, you said, oh, we've got to do the main man, da, 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 all that bollocks. And, and you went, no. Um, you send the question. I said, no, check back on yourself. You send me the questions, da, da, da. but um, I've thought about the questions and a favourite Arsenal player. Well, I struggled to pick on one pick and one. No, what I decided to do was pick players from generations rather than like I love Ian Wright for the time he was in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Thierry Henry. Probably, probably my favourite player of all time, but okay. also a cheating fucking French bastard. Oh, here we go. Here we go. You see, if Henri didn't do that, I wouldn't uh, have had a problem with this. Let it go, okay? Let it go. How many more times are we going to have to go through this? How are we transferring? You asked me a question. This is about no. Guna to Guna. It's, about my, it's my opinion. <laughs> How are we transferring the beef from the normal Guns and Yellow Ribbon show to this let it go, Fergus. Stop mm. holding on to this. Mm. Dennis Burkamp. Dennis Burkamp, Newcastle goal. Oh, that goes without saying. That was sexy. Oh, that mm. gorgeous. Least favorite Arsenal player and why? Don't sit on the fence. I'm actually looking at the picture of the Invincibles, which we, we we've mentioned before <laughs> on on on. Um, on on the podcast, and there is one on there who probably could go into that category. Okay, uh, I, I I I struggle with a least favorite Arsenal player. L- listen, when people were talking about um, Sanchez and going fuck off, you fucking this that and the other, or people talk about Ozil now, I, I, I will never boo Ozil. I'm not going to sing his song. Um, at like uh, uh, when Sanchez was on. You know, on the way out and wanting to leave and 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 so on. Uh, there was people fighting among each other because it was a bad time with the Wenger stuff. Um, in in the stands, I can't do that. If you're playing, if you're playing in an Arsenal shirt, especially a red and white one, not a mint green one, um, I support you as an Arsenal player. Answer the question, man. Reyes. Really, Reyes. Speechless. Speechless. Right. Reyes was just, he, he was a crybaby. He want to fuck off back to Spain. Man up, fucking play for Arsenal. You're in London, the best city in the world. But he just, he was homesick. Fuck off, grow up. You're getting fucking 30 grand a week or whatever he was getting at the time. He was getting mega money. Grow up, man up. Yeah, well, it, yeah the Premier League is a culture shock for some people and he fuck couldn't Fuck off. Right, you asked. Okay, okay, you okay. you got to respect his decision. Yeah, I respect it. I respect it. There, there's a lot more players you could have mentioned. You know, Samri Nasri. Naz, Naz, I can't mention Nasri because I don't want to mention that word. Na 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 na. Nasri, you're a move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that this, this is a good one, All right? And this one, and I know this one is, is special. Is you know, it's special to you as well. Now, Arsenal doesn't run in your family, as we mentioned. Your brothers are. United fans. And I was a latecomer. Yeah. 
Yep, yeah, but only in you're football. Getting, of course, but you're getting a jump on them by introducing your grandson to the Arsenal. I know Trev has had the opportunity to meet your grandson, so care to elaborate on that? How does it feel to be able to transfer your love of Arsenal over to him? Well, Joseph becoming an Arsenal fan was it was a default. Um, Mike, who is my son, my adoptive son and everything else, is Joseph's dad. And um, Mike wouldn't let... I think before Joseph could say, Mum, our dad, um, he learned to say the word shit about what do you think of Tottenham. So <laughs> so that, that that's fine. That's a default. And Lily, who's my uh, granddaughter, also is granddad. Uh, we love Arsenal. And we've got little Elizabeth. She's um, about six months old now. She was born in September. So, yeah, six, six, seven months old. And um, she will also be a Goonerette. Um, and they've come to Arsenal. Uh, so, Joseph's not really a great feat. But the one that I like most... I've got I've got three brothers, but two of them are big into football. And, well, my, my three brothers... I've got uh, my eldest brother, Niall. His boy... He's, um, his eldest boy, Connor, is a gooner, um, which is brilliant. Um, and his next boy, Cahill, um, is a mank. And he loves it. He just winds me up. He was an Arsenal fan for a bit. He was a Chelsea fan for a bit. But now he's an avid, um, an avid uh, Man United fan. Uh, he lives over in America, and uh, he just constantly winds me up. And it was fantastic winding him up when um, Arsenal <laughs> beat um, Man United, and I copied Rory in. Yes. And R- Rory lives, as I said before, on Colmwood Road, uh, that sort of area near 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 the East End. And he's got um, uh, two little girls, and Sophia's his eldest girl. And um, his wife came along and bought her an Arsenal shirt and uh, sorry, Arsenal scarf, a red and white and stuff like that. And he went, "Why are you putting that on her for?" I said, "Well, Rory, I'm only doing what you said. You should always support your local team and support your local businesses and everything else. Are you saying <laughs> that he should support Man United when you're living right beside the Arsenal Stadium?" <laughs> I love it. Oh, so, I love it. That's brilliant. Yeah. So that's fucking good. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Stand up for the Arsenal. Love it. Absolutely love it. So, your love of beer and being at the pub is well documented. Everybody knows it. I've got a pint on now. Exactly. And you've been drunk hosting this podcast. North London Derby, yes. That's acceptable. Jesus. Jesus Christ. But, let's move away from that. What makes Fergus Keaton tick? Give us an unknown fact about yourself. This is the one you fucked my brain up with, you know that? Well, good luck. Come on, answer it. Let's go. This is this is what I wanted to do, man. This is what I wanted to to make you sweat, to make you think. Yeah, made me sweat. Hurts. You made me think. And 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 and, 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 <laughs> and what, what what I thought about it on it was not really much. It's just Arsenal, a pint, Seriously? and socialing. Being social, I actually talked to Jack. Jack's my wife, and Jack is my life. I love Jack to bits. Um, I, I love my kids, and I love my grandkids, and they will never want for absolutely anything. But when I was young and newly married, I said to my wife, I would put her before anybody. And she went, well, before your kids? I said, absolutely. 
I'll put you before the kids. The kids will never want, and I will always make sure the kids are all right. But at the end of the day, the kids will fuck off. And um, who am I left with? I'm left with you. It's you and me. We're going to sit there and, and, and just look at each other. So if we spend all our time concentrating on uh, giving all our love and our attention to the kids, which we did do, um, and not caring about ourselves, we're we're just going to be fucking doomed. Trev, Trev, you'll understand what I mean. Fergus, th- this isn't about me, mate, but I'm just listening to you, and you're making me smile because my life is is like I don't know, maybe ten years ahead of yours. And trust me, my friend, you raise your kids well. They grow up, right? They move on, and then it's you and your wife again. Life goes full circle, but it's it's a wonderful time. Me and my wife do some amazing things now, and I'm sure you will, mate. Lovely to hear. Lovely to hear you say that. That actually made me smile too. I'm not gonna lie. So, like, so I felt that. what makes me tick is is my wonderful wife, Jack. Oh, you absolute softy. Can we stop you, a second? You, I'm, I need I'm, to get I'm allowing a tissue. you that one. Yeah, no, for real. I'm allowing you that one. I use a sock. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, bring it down. <laughs> Come on. We're being nice here, Fergus. No, no, I know, I know. Listen, I, my, 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 way, my way of bringing it back to a bit of a level is have a bit of humour. Jesus Christ. Well, this one here has humour aplenty. The Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. Right, This wonderful thing that came about a year or so ago no a bit more than that. it'll be uh we're, we're on we got about 90 well, this has been 91 recordings but we have 72 episodes we started november 2017 how did it all begin right how did you and boston get the idea to come together and go you know what let's start well, a podcast but, but, what was what was the idea? what was but, the vision behind it Boston was um, me and Mike, Mike Gonzalez, uh, who ran Wenger Zip Coat, which is now Coat Zip, Coat Zip. I always got that wrong, but whatever way around it was, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't exist anymore. It's um, amalgamated, and it's now become GunsAndYellowRibbons.com, and. Mike had more time on his hands because he didn't have Santi. Uh, he didn't have the big job he's got going on. And he used blogging and doing various bits and pieces about Arsenal. I, Mike is a, um American living in Boston of Portuguese heritage, loves Arsenal, loves Benfica. Um, and he joined Arsenal Fans Forum. Uh, he stayed a bit quiet in the background. And then he started joining in. A few people ripped the shit out of him a few times, and then we got talking. And he messaged me and said, uh, "Oh, I might be in London, um, January." And it was a time with the was it League Cup final that we had Chelsea, and we'd done nil nil at Chelsea, and then we beat them at ours. Yes, there was a League Cup semi. Yeah, yeah, League Cup semi. Yeah, so um, it was about. Three or four months before that, and um, he said, I might be coming over. I said, yeah, well, let me know. I said, look, you know, I've, I've got loads of various contacts. I can't promise, but I can try and sort you out tickets, bits and pieces. So he ended up posting something about October, November, and I DM'd him and said, um, 
are you still coming over in January? Do you want me to sort out some tickets and meet up for a beer and stuff? He said, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, I can do. He said, I'll give you the exact dates. Definitely meet up for a beer. He said, oh, by the way, he said, um, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. And I had been fucking about with, on Arsenal Fans Forum, doing uh, YouTube. And I had done some extremely embarrassing, as you have all seen, on Arsenal Fans Forum YouTube channel. Um, I had done uh, talking after the game, doing like a, a quick two or three minutes uh, synopsis outside the George as it was then um, generally pissed uh, and there was one very embarrassing one where I came back from the Northland derby and uh, <laughs> you remember this one don't you? I remember this it, one it, it, I have removed it because it's fucking honestly it, it, it's career damaging um, but I'm sitting on one of the 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 beds in one of the, our our spare bedrooms, and um, we've got fifteen spare bedrooms, um, <laughs> and we don't really. He's not lying. Um, He's got a no. massive house. <laughs> um, and I was sitting sitting. Actually, it was in the room that you stayed in, Mike. Um, I'm sitting on there and going, "Oh, my wife's wonderful. She's so understanding. I'm so fucking pissed, but I don't give a shit. I got no voice in Arsenal one. So, so, so from that YouTube shit. Um, uh, Boston come along and said, um, oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to talk to you about maybe doing a podcast or something. I, I come along and said, well, I was thinking podcast or just uh, YouTube or something. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. And it literally was with, it was, I think it must have been even Halloween. It, it was the, it was October when we text. And on the 17th of November, we had gone live and done our first um i'm sure it was the 17th of november our first uh podcast so um it went quick i guns and yellow ribbons i came up with the name because of gunners and she wore a yellow ribbon and stuff like that um the graphics got done by a graphic designer in new york the music has been done by alex howarth who's a, a music producer and a colleague of mine uh who's done that our audio um like voiceover has been done by Mark Silk, um, who is a very, very famous um, uh, voiceover. He's the voice of Scooby, uh, Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, the, the modern version. He's the voice of um, uh, Johnny Bravo. I think he's uh, Bob the Builder in America. Uh, he's in a character in Star Wars, I can't remember because I don't do that shit, but he's in loads and loads of stuff. And uh, between that and Alex's guidance and stuff of about how to make a podcast and how to make it sound listenable, because I sit in the car. The reason for a podcast and why I went for a podcast, sorry, I'm ranting on. Um, the reason for a podcast and going on for a podcast was... I sit in the car, I sit in the car for two, three, four hours sometimes just driving and listen to Talk Shite and Five Live and the rhetoric that you get come out of the radio sometimes just gets annoying. I don't like music hugely, so I just find it repetitive and bollocks, uh, opinions. Um, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to Ask Bros. I used to listen to Six or Six a lot. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Um, 
it was all about the quality. I, I have listened to some other, uh, lots of other Arsenal podcasts, and I'm not going to name them because I don't want to name and shame. But some of the quality where people are all on like iPhones with like um, dangling um, uh, microphones, tapping off the the corner of their things making noise and shit like that. It just sounds shit. And when you're sitting in the car, when it's hard enough to hear, it was all about the quality. And Alex and um, a few other people helped me to learn about the quality and the compression and the, the quality of the audio. The content, it doesn't matter how good the content is if the, the quality isn't good enough. Um, so, yeah, I... I all happened by accident, but I'm now just a, a stickler for its quality um, over quantity. No, I'm doing loads of quantity. No, and you're right, actually, because you were on me time after time about getting a proper mic and the quality is important. And I wish you would have gotten off my back a bit more. But I see what you were talking about, so I'll give you that one. So you host this thing and it's absolutely mental sometimes this is why i call it the mental asylum so what's the most challenging aspect about doing this i'm listening to it oh fuck off <laughs> um, in, f in fairness manny you are a challenge oh god here we go here we go you are a challenge because Everybody I speak to about, and there are ch other challenges. So correct me, uh, check me after that. You, you, you are a challenge because everybody I come along go the first time they hear they go, oh, Manny, fuck me, I want to slash my fucking wrist. Who is that Manny person? And oh, fucking hell, can't he sort? Oh, fuck this, fuck that, and then. I come along and say, no, give it a go, give it a go. He's all right, he's all right, he's all right, he's all right, he's all right. And they listen to a couple more and go, oh, he's fucking dour, isn't he? And that, no, 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 he's all right, he's all right. It's just his way, he's just like London, isn't it? Sort of thing, in it, you see? Um, and, and, and then they come along and go, I quite like Manny. I know he's a miserable bleep and he, he, he can come across as this, that and the other, but I like him. He does, as Max said in our, in the G to G that I've done with Max, you're not afraid to say what you uh, what you think, and you don't give a fuck about what other people think. For me, as a host, and see, this is this is actually this is quite cathartic. This because I'm just saying what I think. Rather, for me as a host, I've got to try and direct it. This is your problem now, Manny. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I'm letting you go here. <laughs> um, for me as a host, uh, I got to worry about like okay, I keep it there. I don't want to go too far down that road. I need, that, yeah. but yeah, it, it it's good. The the most difficult part of it is dealing and getting the the mix of who we have, whether we have Johnny and Trev. Uh, and Manny, uh, whatever mix we get, we we've had um, Hardy in for Storm FM on one occasion. We'll have other people come in at, at different times because that's what I wanted. I want to get a mix of different Arsenal fans because it's all about 
Arsenal fans sitting in the pub um, having a chat about Arsenal. That's the concept. That's always been the concept. And it's never designed to be a major thing. I'd love if it did, just for personal gratification. Um, if it makes money, I don't know. It costs me fucking about £500 a year to run it. I, but, you know, if it covered its cost, it'd be great. I really don't care. But it's trying to get the mix of people and yeah. um, timing, getting you guys all together um, and getting the topics to talk about, especially in this uh, close season time. Well done. That was uh, somewhat painful. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking deserve it. That was somewhat painful, but you know what? You you know what I'm going to say to that. So, as a host, who would be your dream guest? And it could be anyone. Ian, right, right, right. You know we could make that happen, right? I'm confident that if we can get this podcast on a certain level... We we, we just we just need a certain retweet, a certain click, and boom, it will go. Because our quality is better than most. I don't know if our content is better or worse, but the quality of what people have to listen to, it, it, it's far more pleasant on the ears. No oh, man, say what you feel. Say what you feel. Like I no, said, no, no, no. I, I, I think, think it's about far- the layers. Here. I'm, 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 I'm not trying to slag anybody, but I think it, it just sounds better, don't you? Listen, I love it over here. Okay, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I love nothing more, right? Especially when I'm not on, and then the hearing what the guys are going to speak about, because there's always going to be something new, there's always going to be some sort of joke, somebody's going to do something inappropriate, Fergus, and I'm going to end up having a great laugh over it. So... No, I see exactly what you mean, and yes, I am being biased. So, have I answered? Have I answered the question? Yes, you have. And thank you for that. Having Ian Wright on would be awesome. I would love to just be a fly on the wall and just listen, you know, because he's 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 a fascinating human being. So, what is your favorite? If, if I couldn't have him, I'd have Carl Jenkinson. Oh, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> I had a feeling. Listen, I was, listen, I listen. was going to say him first. No, no, no! I want a gooner on there, uh, and I, I've got more chance. I've got more <laughs> chance of getting Carl on than I've got of getting um, uh, Ian Wright. Carl Jenkinson went to school, fucking quarter mile uh, down the road. His nan lives around the corner from me. I, I actually was going to text you guys. Um, I had a Porsche Camera behind me, and it was uh, MV sixty five JKN, and I went. It's fucking Jenkinson, isn't it? In this like hundred thousand pound Porsche, and he t- uh, he's following me down the road near where I am, and he turned right and I went, he's gone to his nan's, and I went, it's fucking him, and I I I done an about turn and went up the other way to try and find out where the Porsche went, and then I realised no, he went to Dubai, didn't he? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that starstruck oh. there, isn't it there? Yeah. You know, I'm gonna follow I, him. I, I, I'm gonna follow I, I, him. No, I, I, I would have come along. And said Carl. I said, "What the fuck do you need to do to get a start?" Leave. No, that's, that's, I want him that's, to stay. It's not gonna to happen. Stay. It's not gonna happen. It's not going to happen. It's gonna be fucking You're a stalker, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's gonna be. Is this kind of stalkerish, mate? 
It's going to be Jenko in brigade and Jenko out brigade next, isn't it? Leave it out, Fergus. Next question. You know what people are like. Next question. So now we've had some crazy moments on this podcast. These nuts, my fire alarm, you being drunk. A load of them. What's been your favorite Guns Yellow Ribbons moment? I know there's a few. Uh, my favourite one it's probably two but my my, my most favourite was drinking heavily from 10 in the morning going to the pub (laughs) sitting in the pub uh, with a Tottenham fan watching Arsenal Uh, unfortunately we didn't win the Northland derby recently Um, and coming back and just like randomly the wife's watching shite on the telly and I went well she's watching shite boys podcast and they went yeah why not and I am absolutely fucking ruined but it's a funny podcast so that I I, I these nuts these nuts for you guys it's brilliant but for me on my slightly fucking I'm not OCD but my slightly like that shouldn't happen. I, I want to go and tell his dad off for fucking you be, behave. Fergus, Fergus my, how many but, times but, have but, I told but you? My my favourite bit up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is what makes this podcast great. It's just the randomness of everything. Exactly. You know what I mean. You need to you need to unclench your backside sometimes, man. <laughs> These moments is what makes this podcast great. You know what I mean. So. Just embrace it. You've learned to embrace it, you know what I mean, in the in the last year. So I'll give you that. But damn, your boy, you were uptight at the start. Jesus. So now this is the part of the show that I am f- fucking dreading. All right, because we've already gone through what most people think about me anyway. But this is about you and what you think about the people who come on this podcast. So we're going to start. All of which I love, by the way. We'll Listen. find out. We, yes, we No, will. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> you know what? The turn the we. The two guests, and we're going to start with Old Man Trev. Trev, you're 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 just proper old school, aren't you? You're just. I would love to have experienced some of what you've experienced. I wouldn't want to experience some of it as well, because I'm sure you've seen some shit stuff, and I'm I'm a pussy, so I'd, I I. I, 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 I don't like I don't like conflict. I like friendship. I like I like people to. I'm 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 fucking loving heartbeats. Me, you're um, a loving art fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm good at. It. I'm really good at it, there, Mike. Honestly, um, ask Jack. I don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> but 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 Trev, um, yeah. No, I. Some of the, some of the things I missed when I was younger, like eighty nine, eighty seven. Um, uh, 71 I was only born then but I know you were a young boy um but 79 seeing some of that seeing some yeah, I I think nowadays as well from 2006 when we're in the Champions League final going down to where we are now um and I think we've hit our lowest bottom last season and we're on our way up um experiencing the lows is great to enjoy the highs. So from that, um, I, I think I'm starting to experience some of Trev's stuff. Next. Scunny, of course. 
Scunny, 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 Scunny. Um, lots of people don't know a lot about Scunny, and um, me and Scunny had good chat. I really enjoyed our time at um, the Woolwich. Um, I've gone to see the Woolwich Arsenal, seen the foundation of Arsenal. Um, there's a lot more layers to, uh, to to Scunny than people know. He's a good man. Next. That was gentle. Uh, uh, thank you very much. That was really gentle, wasn't it? That was really nice. You deserve so it. So now, our very own Mr. Missing, Boston Ozil. Good friend. Good friend. Um, would want to be on more, but um, time differences and uh, his career is thankfully for him and in America it makes a big difference has gone boom um, he can't be involved um, no he's a good guy really good guy nice guy genuinely nice fella um, how he can sit in the Chelsea end with an Arsenal shirt on in the semi-final of the League Cup final and think it's okay, it's all right. <laughs> Fucking sort yourself out, mate. That's ballsy. But, uh, <laughs> he yeah. didn't. I told him to take it off and he covered himself up. He kept it underneath his, uh, his top. But really nice fellow. Um, uh, Mike and Galvez, Boston Ozil, um, a genuinely nice guy and has helped me a lot. And we've had lots of private conversations. As I have with most of you, we've had private conversations, but nice guy. Okay, the degenerate himself, the criminal, Max. I'm not I use that word, am I? <laughs> <laughs> if he was on his podcast, you can use it as much as you want. Yeah. <laughs> it was good for evaluation of my five hundred pound bottle of whiskey. I've got a yeah. That Max is good. Max is funny. Um, Max is great, uh, a great speaker, a great orator. Um, he can, he's great as to have somebody on your podcast because he can talk. He's just trying to control how much he does talk, says the guy who talks a lot. Um, but yeah, don't know as much as you guys, um, as I know you guys, but, um, from what I know of him, he's nice. His brother Toby seems far more sensible. Hmm. Next. Yeah, well, Max will tell you something completely different about of that. Of course he will. Love Max. Psycho. Big Steve. Good singer. Yeah, he is. Moans too much about money. Money is not everything. He's a student. That's what no, students I know, do. I know, I know. But Steve... It's about happiness, not money. I shared I shared a podcast with you guys earlier today. Have a listen to it. It was really insightful. Yes, you're not at that Shangri-La level of what money you need to earn to be ultimately happy. But, you know, there's very much more things about life than just money. It's about yourself. Um, Steve, we, we, we again as I have with lots of you guys, I've had conversations offline. Um, Steve, you're a good guy. You've got a good heart. Um, 
believe in yourself, you'll go a long way, and you're a good singer. I love your Margate song. That was nice. Johnny. Fucking <laughs> combine harvester and shit like that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Again, again, a re- listen, I, you've got to go through all the guys, and I'm going to struggle to slag any of you off. That's John, you're sitting on the fence. No, no, I'm not sitting on the fence. <laughs> listen, if I didn't like you guys, I probably wouldn't talk to you, wouldn't have you on here. But I'm John, just teasing you, bro. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Johnny is a top guy. He he volunteers for loads of things. Uh, he's the guy who gave us the initiative about, like you know, uh, reverse food bank. Um, okay, he's probably a bit more um, socialist than I am. I'm probably a bit more capitalist, but you know, nonetheless, he's got a good heart. He's got a good good mind. He's a good guy, and Johnny just needs well, you know. Johnny is a lovely guy. I, I, he, he's a lovely guy. I'm sorry. I, I don't don't want to cross lines and stuff. But he's a good fella. He's got a good heart, good mind, and he started Terrera song. Oh yeah, prick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the butt hurt comes out with the Abangaman song. There, there we go. That, that's what I was waiting for. You know what I mean? Because we all know that that Abangaman song is never going to take off. Abangaman, it's never going to happen. You tried to do that last season, and you tried this season, and it just hasn't taken off. Just like Carl Jenkins, so you need to learn how to let things go, mate. Okay, that's the lesson that you're going to take away from this podcast. Ah, God, and last but not least, go on, hit me. It's always awkward when you're the last one, isn't it? And when people are going to talk about you. Yeah, yeah. Go on, mate. Put me out of my misery. Congolese, isn't it? (laughs) French. (laughs) What the hell does that mean? You work it out. Ugh. Fergus. Um, Manny, you are... You are uh, the most interesting and challenging person on this podcast. I'll take that as a compliment, mate. Don't. I'll take that as a compliment. Don't. That's coming from you. (laughs) 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 You're interesting in the sense that you've got an opinion. You fucking stick to it and you do it. Um, I don't agree with probably about 85% of what you say. I know. Um, again, I go to, and it shouldn't be, I go to like, well, we've had messages before offline, which is how we got to know each other, which is how you end up coming on the podcast. Um, you uh, were, I think you've mellowed a lot in the two years I've, I've um, uh, talked to you. Um, I, I, on maybe some of my influence, maybe some are just like venting and having the opportunity to vent. Uh, I know you have a fucking nutty, nutty fucking experience with your dubstep and stuff. Met some oh, of your man. friends, uh, Sophie and uh, some of the other people. All really nice people, all good people, all fucking nuts, but really good people. <laughs> um, I think you just need to carry on mellowing a little bit in your inner side, but on your outer side 
when you're on this. Like, I, tonight, you've been fantastic on this. Um, and on the podcast we recorded just before this, uh, your interaction, your talking and getting involved. When when you get passionate and you talk about things without getting just like ranty and fucky, um, you, you're you really good. When you get ranty and fucky and moody, it, it just ends up being, oh, it's Manny again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But you're about. good. You're a good fella. You're a good fella, as as all you are, and hence why you're on the podcast. So it's it for me. It's difficult to. Well, I, I don't think I'd ever. Don't think I'd ever slag any of you off. I hope not. I bloody hope not. Otherwise, it's a fight, it would, no, listen. I, I hope I've been honest enough <laughs> and said. No, it's been real. And we have overrun by a lot because bloody hell, you can talk. I'm so worth you, it. You complaining about other people talking a lot. I don't want to hear that anymore after this one. But you know what? It's been real. I've it's learned, a season ender. It is. I've learned some new things and I hope our guests, Trev and Scunny, have learned some things as well from the crazy man that is Fergus Keaton the head of this mental asylum so on that note we're gonna wrap this up fergus you know the line it's your line manny thank you very much boys thank you very much for your time we've we've i've had most of your evening i thank your wives and your families um between the two podcasts we recorded um but at the end of the day up the arse Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too. Thanks for listening.